G'day everybody, Tug McClutchin here. You'll have heard over the last few podcasts we've been talking about doing our first ever tour, the Captain's Folly Tour. Uh, what you're about to hear is part one of the podcast that we recorded with Damien and Alex Cudlin on that trip, complete with our live studio audience of the people that came on the tour. Uh, we will split this podcast because it's pretty big, so we're going to split it into part one and part two. Those of you who are members of the Patreon pick crew, the whole lot of it will be available to you pretty much straight away, so keep an eye out on Patreon and part two will go up there straight away and at some point in the next three or four weeks we'll, we'll, we will release part two to everybody as a free podcast so keep an ear out. I can hear you sipping your beer then. Let's go. <laughs> so as you probably worked out this is not our typical podcast um, because the season's over but we do have some stuff to go through um, and we will as soon as Fredo turns up and you're, you're fucking recording this, right? I'm recording now, uh, yeah. Everything. Everything's being everything. recorded. So everyone say, yay. Yay. That's it. That's Look at that. It. That's it. That's it, yay. Live crowd. This I is- can't hear you. <laughs> Louder. This is scary. Tough this crowd. Is, this is going to be fucking ugly. Tough fucking So for those of you who are listening to this overseas and elsewhere... We're, in, we're at a place called the Black Duck Brewery, who have very kindly let us come and hang out here and, and do our podcast. And uh, we're going to struggle a little bit with sound, and we've had to shut the roller doors because there's cicadas yeah, outside. Cicadas, a yeah. million cicadas. Everyone else around the world probably doesn't know what a cicada is. They're giant fuck-off bugs, right, that taste like shit, and they hurt when they hit you in the face. When, do you, when, yeah. <laughs> when have I eaten them? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, when, you, when you're riding at 220 k's an hour on your three-wheeled scooter. So I've been shot in the face. Yeah, so I've been shot in the face by a bug. And uh, Fredo's going to join us in a minute. He, he has a surprise for you. Fredo does life. exist. Fredo does exist. We took – how many people? We had a dozen people on our tour for the last two days. We've done, we've done the Putty Road. We did Thunderbolts yep. Way. We and did, did the Oxley. The Oxley today. We didn't kill anyone. No. We had one close call and one crash. Rob on his three-wheeled Jalera ran into a fucking car two blocks from the hotel. We which, almost which made it. Rob? Which one's Rob? Put your hand up, right? So we as, know. As, as we, we Rob's up the back out there. there. He's, He's here. Hey! hey. hey. Where the fuck is Fredo's here? Hey, 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 nice to see everybody here. Hello, <laughs> the cattle's here. Hey. I get the cattle's from the cattle's. Have you worked it out yet? Yeah. Do you know? I, I just a little bit. Hello, hello, brother. Hello, hello, people. Hello, tongues get fucked. Leave me behind, get fucked. Why are you? Why are you? Why, oh, look, why are you? Why are you fucking a reindeer? You dressed as Santa and you're well, fucking Christmas. a reindeer. Come on. Okay. All right. Where were you yesterday, you fucker? You were supposed to be. You, you missed the first you day of the don't tour. Let me come with you, you fucking thing. Fucking. You got lost. Hello, everybody. Don't. <laughs> Don't yell in the microphone. I, I can't do this. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hot. <laughs> hey, Martin, give me it. Unzip me here. Yeah, he, he'll, hook him up with some oxygen, quick. <laughs> this better? Hey, there we go. I, I've got my hoof stuck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hoof. Just fucking... Get the fucking, shoes off. I don't get the fucking. I don't take my shoes off. What are you wearing? You some Spartan or something? <laughs> He's got his Spartan thongs on. Why do you, you can't wear thongs here? Come on, mate. How many fucking blokes have you undressed in your I life? Can't get Jesus. out of this fucking thing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh. 
Thank you. Oh, it's good to see everybody here. So I'm passing here. me my glasses. I can't see nothing with that my glasses. It's very dark here. Oh, yeah. why because I'm playing with this fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, it's like them all. Are, are we starting? We're this? recording. We're recording. Oh, hello, everyone. You've already fucked it. Oh, have I? <laughs> oh, okay, so, then. It's all right. We're getting feedback through the... Ah. We're having some what control like issues, it. ladies and gentlemen. This was already always going to happen. This was always going to be messy. Whose microphone's that? We can cut this out, can't we? Hello, testies. Testies, one, two. Testies. <laughs> Don't get too close one, two, to the one, two, boys. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, did, did you guys enjoy the tour or what? Yes, tell me. Yeah. Tell me what happens on this tour. Everyone was waiting. Many things happened. Many things happened. Yeah. No one died was the most important thing. Oh, big success. Um, big success. We had a massive glove-throwing competition oh. in Walker in the middle of the night. Is it con- condom? Like no, glove. Oh, glove. Right, our, our, our butte glove. sponsors held, yes, held, yes, 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 yes. held, donated a glove, and the winner was the bloke who could chuck the glove furthest down the main street in the middle of the night. And they had practice throws, all that shit. And then the fit, sexy one with the hair and yes. the shit, he won. He threw this motherfucker like a 1,000 metres. So no, no one ever fucking come he, close. He won you, a glove. You no, he, <laughs> you there, you there. That's no. fucking great, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? He won, he won a fucking glove. What are you going to do with one glove? No, he's got two gloves. Right. Two gloves. Rishi? Oh, Rishi. Round of applause for Rishi. Congratulations. Well and, of course, there was a Morbidelli... A Morbidelli, a, a strong Morbidelli second placer, which was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, we wrote... Uh, yeah. Sorry? No cheer. No cheer. <laughs> no cheer. <laughs> Left you hanging, mate. What's he done? It was Left him hanging. Oh, it was your fan. Yeah, I'm fucking chasing it. You're a fucking fan. And, and this is... Let this be a lesson to everybody. Visual jokes don't work on podcasts. No. <laughs> okay, then I take this off? Yeah, take his- okay, I take this off. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so for everybody at home, Fredo came out dressed in a blow-up Santa suit with a reindeer between his legs. Yes. And it had a little fan, and that fan was what was causing that fucking horrible noise. Yeah, okay. Was it the fan that was doing that? It was the fan off Fuck his that suit. Shit. All right. I'm not good at this. We're going to go now into the, the, the guts of it. Guts of what? Into the, the, the fucking podcast. Oh, right. Okay. Stop being a cunt. I thought you meant the tour. Stop being a cunt. Oh, the tour. Yeah, well, that's yeah. part of the podcast. Didn't we decide we were going to try and stop saying cunt? Yeah, we, we decided it's, it's not going well. Not worth, no, Trying no, to no. attract a better, better, better level of sponsorship. <laughs> Hello, Rolls Royce. Everybody thinks, okay, yes, you have podcasts. Many people listen. They have a listen. They go, no, we don't want to be in Java with that one. Yeah, what, what did Rod have to remove seven, seven cunts in the first fucking three <laughs> sentences? I know. I know. <laughs> but isn't it great to see the Cudlin brothers here? Yeah. Australia's Espagados, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, we are blessed. No, thank you very much, guys, for coming. Um, this will be unlike anything you've ever done fucking I, before. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> so. to think that's yeah. the case, yeah. yeah. I think you're right there. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. All right, so the, the, the tour, let's let's cover that briefly. We met at the Grey Gums. The Grey Gums hosted us there. Did the Cantasaurus get you? No, I just fucking another paddock. It's, oh. over there. it's a far, fucking far away. Okay. So It's a big emu, the Cantasaurus. <laughs> He's big emu. I see him. He's a big emu. It's actually not a very big emu. emu. <laughs> I've never seen one before, so it looked bloody big to me. So it was actually good to get such an eclectic sort of group of bikes. We had everything from, you know, psychopaths, Matt, right, on, on super bikes, <laughs> to um, Jimmy, who struggled along as best he did. But you didn't die, and we had that conversation. Relax, motherfucker. 
both breaks all the time, right? You've done well, mate. You've done well. You, you rode a very challenging road, and the Oxley's challenging, especially when they've dug up half of it, fucking it's dirt and shit, right? And uh, I especially I, loved that corner where you're coming down the hill really fast, and there's a dirt patch right. Yeah, in the right, right, zone. right there. How so good was that? Just it was great. Loved in. it. Oh fuck, dirt. Tugs and I, Tugs and I, of course, as you notice, rode on scooters. Because Thank you, Yamaha. How was Thanks, the wind Tom. on your vagina? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Very warm today, yes. Yes, yes. We, rang, so, we rang Mr. Mr. Sean Geezer at Yamaha, Yamaha and said, Sean, we've got a problem. We need to carry a whole lot of shit to record this podcast. What have you got on the press fleet? And he said, all I've got left is scooters. I think he lied. I think, I think just he taken absolutely the lied. No, yeah. I didn't want to give you the good shit. Nah, but nah. Uh, stupidly, we've gone, we'll take them. Yeah. Yeah, because this will be funny this for be one funny. hour. For so, one fucking hour, it was funny. So Boris, Boris had the, has got the X Max three hundred, yep. and I've got the Tricity three hundred, which is the two wheel. It's the three wheel jobby. And the funniest part was when we were coming through Warhope today, I saw an old man pedalling up the road on a three wheeled bicycle, and I thought to myself, "Look at you, you silly old cunt! Can't even balance on two wheels." And then I've gone, <laughs> "Oh fuck, I'm riding a fucking trike." Yeah, who's the asshole now? Eh? Yeah, me. <laughs> Yes. Man. I don't know why you complain about. I reckon they're bloody excellent. Who asked you, Cubby? You know, like I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you got a, it's got a feature that um, keeps you upright when you stop, and I think that's a fucking very good thing it for you like to have. I didn't have to put my high heels down. That's right. In that's the dirt. right. That's so so you can drink and you don't have to worry about falling down. Oh. The only thing missing, the only thing missing is a cup holder. If it had a cup holder, it'd be perfect. It's a fucking cup holder. What else are you going to do on a scooter? It doesn't fall over. It doesn't do anything. Well, I'd pa- pass cunts on chieftains and triumphs. That, that was funny. That was funny. We came across the Ulysses Club today. And we gave, and we gave him a flyby and the finger. It's like, yeah, bye, yeah, boys. Yeah, by scooter. Yeah, yeah. And that tortured the bloke with the triumph. He sat behind me for a while and then he decided, I'm not having this. This is a bloke with a scooter. Fuck, fuck you, right? So he passes me. And then he slows down again. I thought, no, well, fuck this. Wound it up to 150, which is all it does, and did him again. And you could feel his soul dying. <laughs> just dying. Yeah. And they make, didn't even come to the service station. They, no, they, they, they didn't even come to, they didn't even stop at the survey. They just, they ran out of fuel halfway down the hill because they refused to stop. But the worst part was you bitched him. And then I came past <laughs> yeah, on three a three wheeled scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. We did well. We did well. hand in your patch. Yes. Hand in your Ulysses All Club. Right. Uh, no, basically, I, I, I wonder if there's anybody who listens to us that's in the Ulysses Club. No, growing old. No, they're not. Stupid. They're just growing old. They're not growing old disgracefully at all. No, <laughs> silly people. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we've got we've got Damo and Alex with us. So what we're going to do? We're going to run a bit of a competition with them and see how much they know about each other. Ah, oh, that's good. Because they're related. In case you hadn't worked. Yeah. Us. See how much the brothers actually love each other. So hey. I've got a I've got a question. You two have done. You two have done a lot of endurance racing, right? And in, I can't remember what year it was. Let, 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 let's briefly cover who they are in case someone okay, is in this that. room who doesn't know them. Damo, Damo, raise your hand, please, so they know which one. He's raced in the IDM. Hang on, these are the questions we're going to ask him. No, but the Israeli direct marketing competition. <laughs> oh, right, really that important. IDM. <laughs> yeah, it is. My girlfriend used to wear one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, IUD, sorry, no. He's, he's, raised, then, he's, raised, he's raised in AMA, which is AMA. That's the American thing. Oh, yes. He's also raced in Moto2 and MotoGP. Why are you laughing? Because, fucking, I'm just in awe of the motherfucker. Oh, right. <laughs> 
But so I giggle nervously. We're going we're to ask the punters some questions about yeah, Damo's MotoGP. Yeah, yeah, races. we'll get to that, right? So he's had um, three, he's, he's come second three times in the World Endurance Championship, and if you don't know much about endurance motorcycle racing, that's some kind of next level crazy that. You know, you only need to speak to an endurance racer to understand how crazy that shit is, isn't it? And we're going to ask you some shit about it. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, uh, it's different. It's different to what you see um, with sprint racing and that. Uh, well, none of us can stay awake well, long enough to watch this. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's basically a big music festival with a bike race. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's 150,000 people that turn up to watch us, and all they do is they watch us. You know, run watch across that. the start, watch you know, yes. maybe the first round of stops. Um, and then they go and get pissed, yeah. So you have to and then they and then we go all night and then they wake up hungover and they watch a finish eating a kebab and it's great. Hundred and fifty thousand of them do it. Sounds so like you a have great to weekend. do the Le Mans start where you run to the motorcycle. Yeah, that's right. What's the secret of this one? Because I think they should have this in MotoGP. I think it'd be great. Oh, it good. would be good. The, the, um, What's the secret? you got to trip well, somebody I mean, over, yeah, punch I mean, them in the ring. Long, longer legs is the, is the secret, you know. You, the faster you, longer legs, the faster you are, you know. But, um, well, that's also – they fixed. normally send the fastest rider to start. That's Alex hasn't done many. Because his legs aren't long enough. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right, well, you know, it's it started already. They're into each other already. Just, just, out, just out of that, I mean, you've, you've pretty much done everything. You know, you've been a test rider. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely curious. What's the best memory that you have out of all the things you've done? Your proudest memory? And meeting Pre- me certainly <laughs> understand that, right? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose on a motorbike, probably the best um, memory I've got is – well, it's a bit of a long story, but um, they're not going anywhere. You know, like I <laughs> we're, said, not, we're not even I, getting I, I, a right, cab. So it was my first Grand Prix, right? So let me sort of set the scene. So um, it was in the summer break of our um, World Endurance Championship season. So uh, you know, we had about six weeks off where there was no racing happening, and um, a good friend of ours was travelling backpacking in Europe, and um, we lived in Germany. We said, right, we'll meet you in Austria. And uh, so we met her there and, um, you know, we got on the piss, you know, like, and had a great time. Um, but it was so a big that's your, night. That's it was your a best night. memory of it. Was big I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Oh, sorry, there's more. I'm getting to it. So, so, so we, we, you know, had a big night, right? So, uh, you know, the phone rings. I wake up in a bit of a haze and answer the phone and... It's Cedo Pons, and he's, he says, hello, it's Cedo Pons here. And you knew, you knew who manager, that was. Yeah, yeah, you know, manager of Pons Racing Team. Um, you know, uh, are you interested in racing the German Grand Prix? And I said, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not. Mate, I'm not. Let, let me think about it. But uh, <laughs> So I, I said, um, when's that on? And he said, uh, this weekend. Now, it was Thursday morning, um, and practice starts on Friday. So um, I said, yep, no worries. He said, we're going to send you um, – Alpine Stars are going to get a suit done, going to get some measurements, blah, blah, no worries. Jump in the car, drive 12 hours to Saxon Ring. And, uh, you know, in the car I was driving was a shitbox, had no air conditioning, you know, like um, I get there, nobody knew me, no one wanted to let me into the gate. I had to call Cedar to actually give me a pass to get in, right? So um, get into the gate. Um, had the weekend and, 
you know, I, I finished seventh at, and probably my best ever Grand Prix result. And I did it basically like with a, hung, a hangover. <laughs> 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 right? Like, no, seriously. And, um, yeah, so like, and that was probably my best race and best memory because obviously first Grand Prix and all the rest of it on the grid with all the boys. Um, I'd say that. Yeah, that'd be the That's best great. one. Yeah, that'd be well, a good one. Okay, now, now I need to obviously talk to your brother as well who's – it's a bit of a you know he pedals okay as well, um, yeah. <laughs> Debatable. Just, yeah, just, well, just okay. Six Qatar Superbike Championships. The best rider in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your t-shirt. He's got, he's, <laughs> that should be on the Moto T-shirt. He's, he's, he's got the Australian FX Six Hundred Superstock Championship, Endurance World Cup with Suzuki, and he won the Le Mans 24-hour in 2013. So, yeah, he pedals all right. So I want to ask you the same question I just asked your brother. What is your proudest moment? Uh, well, um, there's heaps. I've got heaps. You've yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got I'm more really than Gamer. excelled over there. But, um, you know, uh, uh, mine's kind of a long story too, but it was Le Mans. Um, it was the first uh, year I was with the Qatari team. Um, they signed signed me up to race in the Superstock and um, they wanted us to race in the World Endurance um, Championship. Um, I had a French teammate um, and a Qatari teammate. Um, and uh, we were, you know, it was a Superstock 1000cc uh, um, Suzuki. Um, and uh, I remember in practice, we had two bikes. We had two identical race bikes ready for the weekend. Um, and in practice on the first lap out at Le Mans, um, down the back straight, you know, rolled out of pit lane, first lap on the bike, um, and the thing just grenaded itself big time. It, it blew up um, down the back straight on the first lap, and when it blew up, it caught fire, right? So um, I'm on it. You sure know, it wasn't before, a moto e-bike? Before, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking. It, it yes. like. So anyway, I bailed off the back, um, and uh, it, it when I jumped off, I didn't do it very well because I've managed to jump off the bike and keep the bike upright. Yeah, it's good, good call. So it's gone, you know, 250 kilometres an hour into the wall and exploded hey, into This a, is the proudest moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's okay, coming, yeah. it's coming. It, yeah. uh, it, it exploded <laughs> into a, a million disaster. pieces, right? So, I, I can't believe you just said, I jumped off the bike, but I didn't do it very well. How, how many ways <laughs> well, are you know, there? I didn't want to smash it up to bits, you know. Because um, he'd done it heaps of times. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't his best one. Anyway, so, so to get this straight, you were hoping to jump off it, and leave it in a and condition keep where it in a the condition fire could that be they put could out. Fix the engine, and you could put, in, you know? and you could take it back to the yeah. pits and get them to fix it. They're not so like, they're I remember like I limped back no, to the pits. Not. I limped back to the pits. You know, it had burns on me and everything. And um, the mechanic said, oh, "Oh, you know, he's French guy." He says, "Oh, what's happened?" I said, "Oh, look, sorry, if bike's blown up." Oh, that's okay. We can fix that. And I said, "Yeah, but it caught fire as well, so <laughs> it's, it's a bit, you know, it's it'll got a bit." Right of, out, yeah. Oh, well, that's. That's all right. Fire, yeah, we've, we can sort that out. But, yeah, but then I dived off the back of it and it went into the wall at <laughs> 300 kilometres an hour. And it's, it's still good. It's still in the air, actually. It's still, it's still flying over Paris right now. So, anyway, that was that, all right? So, we're down to one bike for the rest of the weekend. And um, um, in qualifying, we managed to get a pole. Uh, we were on pole. Um, and there was a few minutes to go. And I said to my teammate, the Qatari rider, when you go out, once you get the checkered flag, if we're on pole, chuck a big wheelie down the back straight, get it for the photos, you know, f- for the cameras, this would be good. Yeah. 
So, of course, the dickhead flips it, doesn't he? He, <laughs> he, he tries his first ever wheelie and goes off the back of it. Also also at 200 kilometres an hour. And, um, that's, that's the second bike. Yeah. Yeah, good. Anyway, he, raced, he did it. The race, he dismounted better than that. <laughs> yeah. That was better. So Great photo, the problem, Yeah, awesome photo. Yeah. The problem was the race was the next day <laughs> and we had no bikes left. And um, so we had, I had a rich Qatari team owner but no motorbike, you know, and I said to him, mate, what are we going to do? This is bad. Like we're on pole here um, and no bike. We can't. I'm not going to run for 24 hours. You know? <laughs> Hang on one second. You were responsible for the first crash. Yeah. You pretty much responsible yeah, for the second. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't admit to yeah. that. I didn't admit okay. to that. You know? okay. And um, anyway, so he's he's got his checkbook out, uh, gone to Paris, which was two hours away, and bought a brand new GSXR shop, at yeah. the bike shop. Yeah. Right? Brand new one. Because <laughs> they're race prepped. He registered it. Put fine. a number plate on it and rode it from Paris back to Le Mans, which was two hours. So that ran the engine in. And <laughs> anyway, that they the boys put a you know the race tank on it and the shock and um, sprockets on it and whatever else. And we raced the Le Mans twenty four hour and we won it. We won the Superstock Fuck class. And, uh, so and you know why they won? Because they had indicators and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they thought I was the safety car. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, it was a. Just come up behind them and put the hazards on. Yeah. They go, oh, fuck. Beep the horn, you know. But, um, yeah, that was one of my proudest ones, mate. I, I got a, I I got that's a, fantastic. I've got a question. You guys raced – you raced in opposing teams a lot of the time, yeah. but you also raced the Suzuka 8-hour in the same team. Yeah. And you came 13th. Did we? That was our last yeah. – that was our last race, wasn't it? Yeah, and rightly so, 13th. That's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. I, I, got I don't one, know why you brought that up as a good <laughs> – got one uh, question. And, you came 13th, yeah. and whose who's fault was it? Uh, well, actually, it's a good question because um, – <laughs> Just thinking about it, um, they double stinted the shit out of me, like, you know, flogged the dead horse, you know. So you're not fit. And you weren't fit. <laughs> Have a look at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a beach ball's just turned up. So, um, yeah, you know, so they sort of said, look, just to save face, we've got to put Alex out there at one point, you know. Just to, uh, yeah, just yeah. to make it look like he had a go. Yeah, yeah, so, and it was hot. No, it was nagged, and that's about, about, about the end of it. So it was your fault? Yeah. He didn't well, even I mean, have to have a go. He I just try, admitted it. Yeah, I try, look, I try my best, but, you know, you've got to have a bit of backup, you know. So like, you rode six and a half hours out of the eight. Yeah, I, I, t- right. I checked that. He rode six and a half hours out of the eight hours. Mm. I actually took a piss in my leathers up. for the first time because, you know, you've got to be hydrated. And um, least, I've been on the bike was for number nearly one, three hours and I needed to take a piss. And so I remember it and I thought, so, and I, I'm doing a piss down the back straight and it's gone down the left side, right? <laughs> and... And actually, it was funny because I actually got a bit of sense of relief, you know, like 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 uh, cool air, like on the, you know. Yeah, it's like and, an air conditioning effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. But about 30, That's why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about three laps later, like, but it I just it turned into three. this acidic burning sensation. <laughs> that, um, and mate, I'll tell you what, I, I, had, I was rubbing aloe vera in the side of that. Still got that That's straight out of the it's Robbie Phyllis playbook. That's right. To get rid yeah. of that. The whole Mr. Horn would yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah, but he'd do it, he'd do it he, in the warm-up two, Number twos, not number ones. <laughs> number twos. <laughs> yes, Boris isn't joking, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm not joking. Phyllis did fill his leathers with shit one day, but when we get Robbie here, we'll talk about that. But that, that's actually... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. It's a great, it's a great story. story. That's actually quite interesting. I mean, you you know, you're racing, and you, you you must the call of nature must come, 
And you're not pulling over. There's no fucking stopping. Fuck it. Oh no, you gotta. You yeah. just gotta. gotta I, go. I remember in in um, remember that race we did in Albacete in Spain. It was twelve hour. I think it was freezing cold, raining. Oh raining. yeah, it was shit. like two thousand and nine yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, had an oil spill. Yeah, and it was it was flooding rain. You know, safety car was on the track for six hours, and it was freezing because it was pissing rain, and there was a huge oil leak, right? And the cleanup job was unbelievable. So yeah. we were behind a pace car for like hours and hours. Yeah, half of oh, the race. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, and when you when you're behind a safety car, you're not you're not working very hard, so you get cold quick, especially when you're wet. No you adrenaline gun. Yeah. yeah. So you're anyway, riding really. This is plus, plus, like 50 plus kilometers normally hour, your, yeah. your bike only lasts an hour on fuel. Well, behind a safety car, it fucking thing goes for three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're going so, really slow, like everybody on our tour yeah. for the last two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I um I was the same. I had to have a piss, and um uh, I pissed me leathers. And um just before the start of the race, the team boss said, "Oh look." There were three of us riding the bike, and he said one of the blokes is one of the teammates was a bit slow in practice, so we're not going to run him in the race. So two of you are going to do the whole race, and I was fuming, you know. Which like, race was this? Albert said in a twelve-hour endurance race. Two of you to in twelve hours. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I was fuming, and so oh, anyway, so hang on, someone's oh, got a phone. Got one. <laughs> That's a car. <laughs> Fifty on the bar, brother. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, I. I Pissed me leathers, freezing cold, and um, at the end of the stint, it was a two and a half hour stint, I think I did, and on fuel, and I pulled in, and oh, my hands were numb, and I couldn't feel my hands and everything, and um, I was sitting there in my, in my gear, and I was freezing cold, and my teammate, the one that was a dickhead, was riding too slow, he said, oh, look, I'll help you out of your gear, you know, so he <laughs> gloves off, um, and I said, thanks, mate, and then he's... Can you lick my leathers, can you, my, can you get me boots off? Because I'd pissed them. They were full of piss. <laughs> full of piss. So he's gone, uh, oh, yeah, no worries. So he's pulled me boots off and he spilled it all over himself, thinking it was water, you know. And, <laughs> then, and then I thought, oh, I'll take the piss for this one. So I said, oh, mate, could you get me socks off? Me fucking can't, can't feel my hands, you know. So he's pulled me socks off. Then he started wringing them out for me. <laughs> and at the end of that, I thought, fuck, he's a really good teammate, you know. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have done that. Can't good ride, on. can't ride. Good can't on ride, but <laughs> good, on good help. Nice yeah. fella. Yeah. Good yeah. on yeah. That, yeah, it's actually, good. What, what you what you bring up about endurance racing is actually fascinating for, for most people. Endurance racing isn't big in this country. Um, not like the serious 12-hour stuff. Um, you know, we had, we had the Castrol 6-hour. You guys were probably weren't even born when that, that shit was going down, right? Um, you when, raced the Castrol, Damien, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. No. Damien? Did you race Castrol 6 um, Or the, the resurgent he's Castrol? A yeah, old, he's a lot older. I did yeah. the, it was at um, Oren Park, the yeah. last one. They the did last Oren one, Park. yeah. Yeah. But yep. at Amaru, you know, at Amaru Park, that was just a, a, a gladiator fighting pit, you know, stop corner and shit. Yeah. You miss that, you hit a brick, the concrete wall, that's, it's all over. So I'm actually curious, you know, when, when, when people – who don't know a lot about endurance racing and what's involved, and they come to you and they say, "What's that fucking like? How do you sum it up? How do you, you know, how would you sum up it's endurance torture. racing?" It's torture. It's 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 like it's literally torture from from start to finish. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I fucking hate them <laughs> 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 because. You just know, like going into the race, even if you're if you're looking good, you've got a good team around you, you've got a good bike. Firstly, you can't control what's going to happen during the race. You could have mechanical problems and stuff that, even when you are the fastest, you could be at the back at the end of the race. Um, you know, I've, we've raced 
uh, I, I did a 24 hour once and we got to 23 hours of the race and the engine blew up. One hour. Heart, from it's the heartbreaking, end. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, that's that's mind fuck yeah, you know, when yeah. that happens. But the Australians are very good at it. There's, yeah, there's, they are. Because we got many people win the Suzuka. Uh, even Wayne Bloody Gardner won yeah. one year. Yeah. Kevin Maggie, he won two, twice, two times. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they are hard, but that's the that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Like it's um, it's kind of like climbing a mountain, mate. You know, you hate it on the yeah. climb up there, but the view from the top's nice. Yeah. And um, that's what I think drives me, like drove me to do it, was because. It's not easy. Like, it's I, fucking hard. It, it, I like it, the pit stops, too. Well, it, and they got to change the oil. They, they, they sit there and they come in. I'd like to see the pit stops. You want to see the pit stops actually, in MotoGP? Make them yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something. Ah, I, I watch them what, pit what, stops what you in saw? MotoGP, too. And they, they are, I've got to say, they're shit at it. They are shit at it. Compared to the Endurance World Championship, I mean, we get a pit change done. So, two new tyres, right? Yep. So, that's wheels out, yep. new ones in. A full tank of juice. Now, by the way, we can't actually – they can't actually fill the tank until they're finished working on the bike, right? So they've got to actually do the, the wheel change first mm. and then fill. And the, and the slowest part of that is the filling, right? And the whole thing is done and, you know, bike in, rider, new rider out in nine, ten seconds generally. Nine and ten Fuck seconds. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's longer than it takes Zarko to and jump a, off one bike and jump <laughs> onto another. That's right. That's right. In yeah. the flag to flag. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, I see this. But, yeah, when they speak about the, 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 the sheer torture and the mental anguish, you know, I, I spoke to Toby Price about Dakar. Yeah. It's exactly the same it mentality. Yeah, yeah it it's is, just yeah. you just yeah. go and go and go. And once that helmet goes on and the visor goes down, game on. Oh, like you know, they've been everything's times, forgotten. Yeah, you know, like in you know, I've been winning the race, and um, and and you know, so what happens is generally you're on the bike for an hour, right? And so then you're off for an hour, right? And then you're on standby for an hour, and that's if three riders are doing it. Generally, though, there's always one slow one, right? So two of two of you then have got to do the. The work the most, of the third, the yes. Most, right? Always the French yeah. rider, isn't it? <laughs> always the French <laughs> Always true. the French rider. Right. Now, there's some fast right. doggies too. Yes, but, yes but, I'm right. But, you know, and um, so so generally then if you're doing it back to back, it means you're an hour on the bike and you're an hour off. Now, when you come in from your session, you've got to do a quick debrief. You've got to tell them what the bike's doing, what the temperature's like, um, what the track's like, you know, all the rest of it. And then that takes about 15 minutes, right? Then you get out of your gear. You got someone there, you know, blow drying your socks, like you were saying, wringing the piss out of your boots. <laughs> and um, and then I used to try and get a little bit of sleep, you know, like in the middle of the night. So like I, you were put, good at that. I, I was never able to sleep. No, you yeah. could sleep. I used up. to listen to um, meditation music and everything. Have a little Dr. nap. Phil. Miley Cyrus. Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, um, and then, but you're only asleep for 10 minutes because they, they've worked out too, that if your body sleeps for more than, I think it's 15 minutes is the maximum. They have to wake you up because you start to go into a deep sleep. Into REM sleep. Yeah. yeah and right? you, you don't want that. And how nice is it when you, when you're that tired and you just start to drift off and some prick is, wakes you up <laughs> like this and says, you got to get back. 10 up laps. There. They always give you, they, yeah. you know, they walk, you hear their footsteps and you go, fuck, you know. So. And then they go. Ten laps, yeah. Back in the gear. So, so recovery time after, say, you know, a, a twenty-four hour race, 
you know, then it's over. You 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 come thirteenth or twelfth or what or seventh or you've first won normally, or first yeah. normal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what happens then? I mean, is there, is there a, like a massive crash? Is there a downtime? Is there a oh, fuck my life? I'm going to go and do you know it's crocodile well, sexing or something? Older, I suppose you know. Yeah, most of the time is a big party, party. and you keep. Yeah. You, you it's like doing night shift. You know, you're yeah. really tired while you're doing the night shift, and then as soon as it's over. You want to party, you know? <laughs> and especially like he said, especially if you had a good result, like you know, you want to share it. And the th- big thing with endurance is it's a team sport. So, like you know, with MotoGP and you know and other stuff, like the team have a big part to play, obviously. But as soon as that race starts, it's up to you, you know. So if you get a good result, they pat you on the back. If you stack it, you know it's your fault and so on. But we, but in this game, in endurance, it's like. Everyone has a huge role from the cooks to the masseuse to the, you know, like the timing. I mean, you know, there are people in those teams that sit in that booth doing the lap times and the lap board all race, like for 24 hours, you know, like, so the feeling is like a big team, yeah. you know, uh, sensation. And um, that that's a good thing, you know. Cool. Like, yeah. Hey, Alex, you told me a story once about, I'm not sure which race it was. I think it might have been Le Mans where – you had to push a bike back to the pits. Mm. And you remember the story that you were telling me? Uh, well, I've done that a few times. <laughs> push there, there was one you had to push it, it back and then you got there and, and they didn't have the next rider ready to go. So they fixed yeah. it and you had to go back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And you pushed it, fucking, what was it, five fucking kilometres? Yeah, I mean, we've all done that at some point or another because, um, uh, you know, when they break down, the race is still going and it doesn't stop. It's 24 hours and... Um, you get it back. And you're not out it. of it you're necessarily. You're not out of the game because, you know, you know um, it's definitely going to wreck your result. But um, you've got to get it back to the pits and see if them boys can get it fixed. And but you've got to push it around the track. Yeah, you? yeah. So there's usually um, – No assistance. There's that a flag ex- you know, road that goes – So, boys, so no circuit. assistance? No, no assistance. No, that's the rule. No. That's the rule. No, nobody on little scooters take no, you back. No. <laughs> No. Well, unless you're French. That, that's, yeah. Unless then, you're French, then they help, you just help you. But the other thing that yeah. people don't understand is one of the rules of motorcycle racing is you can't go backwards. So if you just come out of the pits and you're 500 yeah, metres you're going up the all road. Around. You're doing five yeah, and a half k's. That's right. Back. 500 metres up the road, you get yep. a flat tyre. You've got to go all around. Yep. You can't. I remember yeah, one on. rider, um, he, he, um, um, who was it? Um, Poor Saiga. Poor Saiga. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that. On the uh, Kawasaki endurance bike, they were, it was Boulder 24-hour and they were literally – an hour from the end of the race. Last pit stop. I think they were on the podium or something. Yeah. And um, we we had already broken down. I was on my way back to Paris at that point and I was watching the live timing and um, he was on the pit limiter. You know, the you, know, you have the pit limiter down the pit lane yeah, the bike's yeah. going buh, 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 60 kilometres an hour and he's, he's turned the pit limiter off at the end of pit lane, had a full handful of throttle and um, the bike's flipped him off the back and he'd literally gone about 10 metres outside of pit lane. But um, they, they had, he had to push it all the way around the track, you know, and that was it. That was out. Our podium was done, and yeah. Um, yeah, so he had to push it five and a half k's around the track. Yeah. So all the endurance riders have done it one time or another. Yeah. The other thing that people don't understand, and if you don't do it, you, you're just you're an asshole. Shamed. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I mean, you've just let forty staff down who are all there, yeah. saying push it, I can push it back, <laughs> push it back, like. Don't you know, be bitch. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. be bitch. Like I mean, I, on, I, I, I was teammates with this Blake Igor, Igor Yerman. He was a, he was um, Slovenian, right? Yes. And he looked like it didn't look like a motorcycle race. He looked like a lumberjack, right? Like <laughs> uh, he had hands on him, like 
wasn't he? he? You know, big bloke, tough fella, but a good rider as well. And um, anyway, so they're leading the world championship. He stacks it. He breaks both of his arms in the crash, right? And when I say broken, I don't mean like a pinky sprain. Like it's 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 not like a Sam Lowe's. double. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Sam Lowe's. <laughs> no, crack. Not a Sam no, Lowe's broken. No, yeah, like, you know. Um, <laughs> and he pushed it back with two broken arms, you know. And like, and I mean, it's not just a freewheeling motorcycle. Like the rims <laughs> fucked. Yeah, it's know. all fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's a like, pile of rubbish. You know, like you're dragging it in gear, and he gets it back. And um, you know, but getting it back won them the the championship. They scored enough points in that last round to win the championship. So like, that's that's endurance, you know. Yeah. So. Last year, last year at Ludnam Raceway, you guys were doing pillion rides for punters, right? Mm. Yeah. I was. I'd, I never let yeah. any punters on the back with Alex. No, no. Just, <laughs> a, just disclaimer there. It was only with me. Only you. But yeah. you tossed a coin to see who, who would bitch the other one around the, the yeah, track, and yeah. Alex, you lost. Yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. So tell the truth, mate. Did you actually learn anything? Is, is Damo as good as he, he says he is, or did you shit your pants? No, I, I, um, I definitely didn't shit my pants. <laughs> but um, um, I learnt that he, he, you know, he, he's pretty good in first and second gear. Because <laughs> that's all he got to. But, um, no, that was good fun. That actually was good fun, that. Um, first time I've actually been on the back of a bike with someone before. And yeah, i got to admit, I didn't want to get on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've been trying to get me on the back of a bike, but, you know, courses offered me. They've all done, fuck off. Yeah. Just yeah. fuck off. I'm not interested. I'm a shit pillion, yeah. and you're going to know I'm a shit pillion. Yeah. I'm looking at the size of me. That's not going to go well for That's, either of us. Yes. You know? Yeah, look, but, um, but like, you know, I always keep a lot up my sleeve, and... Um, well, yeah, you're carrying a pump. I didn't want to make him sick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I took it a bit easier. I remember, I remember McGee, McGee took um, the BMW promo chick out for it. She'd never been on a bike before in her life. And we were at the BMW S1000R launch at Phillip Island, and they've talked her into getting on the back of McGee. And he pedals all right, you know. <laughs> and she got on the back, they put her in some leathers and shit. He just did one, just the outlap. That was it. He came back. She couldn't get off the bike. She'd thrown up in a helmet, right? She was, she was just human garbage at the end of this, like, outlap. But, you know, I've she never... didn't like, do anything. They, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Most of them love it, though. I've got to say, most yeah. of them get off, and they're like, it's just like a roller coaster ride, you know, and... Uh, it's. I enjoy it actually. I always. We used to do it, you know, at random. Like yeah. we pick someone, and I'd just. I'd say, righto. How many names are in the hat? Like pick the smallest, lightest <laughs> little thing you can find and put her on the back because um, it's hard with a big bloke on the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you know, for like, sure. Those things are hard enough to keep the wheel on the ground as it is. You for know, sure. Like, yeah. I, in fact, I used to do two up rides when I was in America. I was trying racing in the AMA and that, and um, actually got a job working for Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan had a team going and um, he used to put – he used to have celebrities come in and um, I used to ride the two-up bike, you know. And yeah. so I had like – Basketball basketball players on the back. No, nah, like, you know, Tory Hollywood Spelling. actors. Yeah. Tori Spelling. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt, she's been on the back. Uh, How did she hold on nice and tight because she's got she, big was, hair back. I, I wanted to make sure she had a firm did, grip and <laughs> safe. Did you, did you keep so it like with eight? Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, they all enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. Thanks, Dino. Fantastic. Dino just brought me a beer. Big hand for Dino, everybody. Hey, Dino. Well done, Dino. Dino, get everybody a beer. Beers for everyone.
Well, um, you guys have brought some, you know, we're going to talk about your personal business interests now because, you know, that's important. But you've also brought a whole bunch of stuff to give away to the people here, didn't you? Yes, the, boy, yep. the boys yep. are very generous. Got a couple of, so how are you going to do it? You're going to, you going know, uh, to do it at random or what? So we got. No, nothing is random. So what, nothing I, is random. I run um, Moto Stars now, so. Yeah, so don't let's, Stars, let's, yeah. let's talk about that. So since yeah. you've stopped racing, yeah. you've now moved into coaching yeah particularly with the juniors yeah and the, the work that you've done with with the young fellas is amazing and we might get you to talk a little bit about some of the young guys coming through and what that what that process looks like because I think a lot of people when they think about young kids coming through they hear about I mean we talk about Billy Van Erd a lot and, and some of these young guys coming through but Billy's obviously gone through well he didn't quite go through a process because when Billy was a young fellow, we didn't really have a process yeah. in Australia. That's only developed in the last couple of years yeah. and you've been a huge part of that. So we've now got a program in Australia to bring some of these kids through, little the young dirt trackers and guys like that, bring them into, into uh, uh, what the fuck? It's okay, I got my own pit crew. <laughs> Dino, Dino's trying to get Fredo's hoof out of his suit. Fuck, you're going <laughs> to... Kill me here! <laughs> oh, oh, fucking! Oh, hey, safe! That was convenient. <laughs> Thank you, Dino. This Thank you happen. for helping me finally. <laughs> <laughs> Only took him twelve laps. Damo, run, run us through the Moto Stars program and what you're doing. You also have been promoting events, so mm. you promoted the uh, the Supermoto Championships last year and a, and a few different things. Give us a give us a, a rundown on what's happening in that in that world. Well, look, honestly. All it, all it is, like the, the main reason I got into it was because I used to notice when I was still racing, like um, I'd always pop over and, you know, look out for any young Aussies that are coming through the support classes, right? So in a Grand Prix weekend, um, they'd quite often have Asia Talent Cup or Rebel Rookies or something like that. And if there was ever an Aussie there, I'd always go over and, you know, say good day and wish them luck and all the rest of it. And what I noticed is that every time I'd do that, uh, it was some young kid full of, full of talent, you know, um, with there with his old man um, and nobody else helping. And the old man's trying his best, but he's not a motorcycle racer and he's, you know, they're a bit lost. Um, and they're going against guys who are racing those bikes week in, week out on those tracks that they're racing at. You know, the dad's left his business at home. He's left you know, his wife at home, all, all the rest of it, and they, and they struggle, right? And um, and they used to struggle and then come home sort of uh, wind out of their sails and we'd lost one, you know, like, and it wasn't through lack of talent. It was sort of lack of support, I suppose. Yeah, and I used to, too overwhelming the yeah, whole Yeah, yeah, and I just used to think, you know, that's, you know, and I'd look at the Italians or the Spanish in the same scenario and they've got a rider coach. They've got a team of people that are Well, you look at the depth of talent in Spain yeah. and they're producing oh. the greatest motorcycle riders the world has it's ever seen. It's just a, a factory, you know. You know? Yeah, like it's, it's a, a factory. factory line, you know. And when we, So I looked at that all the time and I thought, you know, we've got to have something in Australia that um, can put our kids on the same, you know, like give them a fair shot at it because they're not being judged uh, fairly, really. And... Um, and I didn't sort of change a wheel or anything. I just looked at what they were doing over there and thought when I came home and I hang it up, that's what I want to try and do. So we started the Moto Stars, you know, project, and that was basically getting kids out on kart tracks. So we start on go-kart tracks, which are great to, to learn on. Um, they're safe, you know, um, and keeps them busy and all that. So we started with that. 
And then it grew into, you know, now we run the Australian Junior Road Racing Championships and also because we're on kart tracks, they're the perfect venue for supermoto, right? So supermoto are dirt bike, dirt bikes with road race tyres on them, basically. Fantastic things. And they actually have a section where they go into the dirt and then back on the tarmac again. But I realised, oh, we could run the same, those two classes together in the same venue in the same weekend and we could actually make it viable. So we started with that. And that's led into, you know, what we have now is also the Oceana Junior Cup. You know, that's a support class that follows the Australian Superbike Championship around, um, all on identical bikes. You know, they turn up, their bikes are there, they're all the same. So the cream rises to the top, you know. And you're the coach for all those kids. Yeah, yeah. That's supported by Donna, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's a road to MotoGP program. And so, and then, of course, the top kids from that, um, I usually go over to uh, Asia with them, to Sepang, um, and we do do a trial there for the Asia Talent Cup, um, which is a support class that runs around with the Grand Prix and stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, the real pathway that I think is great for Australians now is they, they come and start with me, they go to AJC, they, they cream it there, they go to Asia Talent Cup, and if they cream it there, they go to Rebel Rookies, and from Rebel Rookies Moto into Moto3. Moto3, you yeah. You know? So we never had that. Like when me and Alex were doing it, we, we didn't have that. Like I packed my bags at 18 and left Australia. Like I was racing in Australia and that Aussie Superbikes and stuff, but, um, you know, you had to go – if you want to be world champion, you had to get to Europe. Yep. So. We, yeah. we packed up and he did the same sort of thing a few years later. But, I mean, I went there and, um, you know, I worked in a pub and, um, you know, in a service station through the week and I used to follow the BSB rounds and I'd – honestly, mate, I'd look to who was in the back of an ambulance and I'd go, oh, <laughs> oh that, that team's going to need a rider. I'll start dropping business cards around. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, get in that way and then that led to the Endurance World Championship and, and, and you know, it went from there. So, like – but it's a hard way of doing it. And yeah. Like, and uh, and yeah, how do you, how do you how do you you know? I mean, I acknowledge what you're saying with with the stuff and the stuff you're doing is amazing. But that Spanish factory, like that, that's a level of support from the government mm, and exactly. from all the bodies that yeah. we just we're never going to see here. You know, I mean, we we you know we, why can't we produce thirty world champions? You know, or, well, it's got to start somewhere though, and that's why we. That's yeah, no, started, that's you yeah. Know, and I think like it has come along. I'll tell you, the landscape in junior road racing has changed. You know, if you just go back five years ago and compare it to now, we're oh, in a yeah. far better place. And I can tell you, mate, like I'm coaching kids every Friday at the Port Macquarie Kart Track just down the road, I and I, some I, of them kids, mate. Like, yeah, some of them are good. I'm telling you, Coming like, from I've dirt got track a, and stuff. I've got a. I, you know, I got to ride around with them and stuff. And like now, like I used to just ride around one hand on the tank. Now it's like, man, I've got, got to practice. I've got to warm them up. I've got to make yeah. it. Oh, shit. They're, they're moving, you know, and there's yeah. some real talent coming through. And, you you know, you, you won't see it for maybe for a couple of years, but I can guarantee you there'll be there'll be champions that come out of this program that. Yeah. That Look, and things have up. changed a lot. If you go back, uh, you go back four, five years in Australia or in New South Wales in particular, juniors were not allowed to road race. That's something that only changed three years ago. And and that and and the funny thing for me is you see riders all the time and they say, When I retire, I'm gonna do something to give back to the sport. And Damien's an example of someone who's actually fucking done it. Yeah. Most of them don't actually fucking do it. George, George is giving back to the sport. George is giving back to the sport, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Damo's, Damo's put a lot of his own money and a massive amount of his own time into setting up the Moto Stars concept and working with the Oceania Junior Cup 
And I, I think you're to be congratulated, mate. It's the, the work you've done you. is amazing. Thank you. Uh, well, that's nice. Thanks to say that. But, um, you know, like at the end of the day too, um, racing's a bit like it's all I've known. I've, uh, you know, I was a professional. Most of my professional life I've been just riding motorbikes, right? So when I knew I was going to hang it up, it was like, well, what do I do now? Um, and, like, I'm just lucky that uh, I was able to find an outlet, really, to, to steer some kids in the right direction and, like, still be involved in the sport, still be at the racetrack, you know, still get me kicks from riding around with them and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, because it's, like, at the end of a racer's career, like, you've got to yeah, decide, what do I do, what do, I do now? What do I like, do most now? of us, mate, we're <laughs> hopeless at anything else. <laughs> I'll be honest. So, I mean, we we were homeschooled. There's no degrees. We ain't, you know, like... Uh, must be ride motorcycles. Ride yeah, monkey ride. It. We get yeah, that shit. That's right? it. Hope you enjoyed that, everybody. That's the end of part one of our uh, special recording uh, coming from our Captain's Folly Tour podcast. Those of you who are on Patreon, remember part two of that podcast will be available to you pretty much straight away. Those of you who are not on Patreon, go and fucking join. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's five bucks US a month. And firstly, you keep us on air. Secondly, we will provide you with a whole bunch of extra content. So make sure you get over and have a listen. Uh, if you're not going to join, then fuck you. No, seriously, if you're not going to join, part two of the podcast will be available for free in the next coming week. So keep an eye out. Cheers. Cheers.